In this episode of Inside Track, we are chatting to Bruce Allen, the CEO of Triumph Motorcycles, South Africa. Now, you guys have been producing since 1902, and before that, it was bicycles. So quite an interesting history, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually. And every now and then they bring back a bicycle, which uh, I think is just to protect that end of the market so that nobody can brand a bicycle as a Triumph. And it's particularly now with the, you know, the e-bikes, you know, next thing an e-bike becomes an electronic motorcycle. So they really are kind of focused on, on that end of the market. So they've just brought out their own e-bike this year as well in terms of electronic bicycle. So, yeah. I mean, having a history or, or such a long history of, of producing motorcycles is certainly um, uh, an example of the quality that you produce. And now you've you've launched a new motorcycle into the market, an adventure mo- motorcycle. Won't you tell us about that? So it was a, yeah probably about a month ago. Um, towards the end of uh, July, we launched the Tiger Nine Hundred. Um, it's uh, we were probably delayed by about two months in our launch, mainly due to you know obviously the obvious lockdown concerns. Um, so we we had we brought the first batch through. We've now got the second batch that have arrived on Saturday. Um, the the nine hundred globally comes in about five different configurations. We've we've focused on two of the models for South Africa. Um, which is the Tiger 900 Rally Pro, which is a more off-road biased bike, and the Tiger 900 GT Pro, which can go off-road but is is more on-road focused. And they're both the top-of-the-range models that Triumph offers globally in their five-model lineup. Um, and, you know, the main reason we focused just on the two is that I think the size of the big bike market in South Africa is as such that we can't have too much variety, otherwise you're going to, you know, you just can't cater for every need in, in terms of your model lineup within any any brand in South Africa. So you need to focus on where we believe the market lies. Do both these offerings come with a with a, a 19 or, or 21 inch front wheel? The Rally Pro comes with a 21 inch, and the GT Pro comes with a mag wheel version of the uh, the, the, the 19 inch. It's become quite a competitive market from the end of last year with a whole lot of new mid-size adventure motorcycles being launched. And what was quite impressive for me is the fact that the the pro version comes quite well prepared for off-road with, with the bash plate and, and crash bars and stuff like that. Won't you, won't you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, look, there's not much that you need to to add to the Rally Pro. I mean, we've, you know, these obviously being the top of the range, these bikes are really highly specced. So they both come with, I mean, the, the Rally Pro comes with uh, shower front, uh, shower suspension. Um, it, uh, it, it's an incredible long travel suspension, um, you know, set up on that bike. The rider aids that the bike comes with, it comes with six rider settings, you know, including off-road mode as well as an off-road pro mode, which you can disengage all of the traction devices and uh, and rider aid devices and ride it natural. Um, you know, your because of the clearance being so high, they've also, what they've done when they've moved, so we've discontinued the 800. This replaces the Tiger 800. Um, They've also lowered the center of gravity of the bike by dropping the engine down and tilting it slightly forward, which gives the bike a lot better kind of lower center of gravity and and maneuverability at low speeds. 
Um, I think what the, the biggest change for me is is in terms of the, the firing order. They've changed the firing order from a 1-2-3 firing order to a 1-3-2, which then give, again gives you a lot more control at lower revs and at lower speeds. Um, and a lot of people have said it's almost like a twin at low speeds and, and a triple at high speeds, which you know, I think, and, and it gives it a little bit more grittiness in terms of the sound and the feel of the bike while you're riding it as well. So, you know, it's it's moved from a very refined 800 to a hugely capable and still refined, but a little bit more gritty 900. I see this, what's nice as well is that it looks like you've been able to, or or been pretty successful in keeping the weight down as well, because that's one of the other competitive features in the markets of of these mid-range bikes. Look, it is. I mean, they've taken. They've taken. I can't tell you the exact uh, amount of weight that they've taken off the bike. And and again, I, I haven't actually got the fingers, uh, the the numbers at my fingertips in terms of how it stacks up in terms of weight against the competitors right now. Um, look, at it's. Uh, I think mid-weight adventure bikes has been a section of the market in South Africa which probably hasn't been as big as the. You know the the larger 1200s, 1250s, 1290s in terms of you know what South Africans like. I do believe that you know the bike gives you a lot more versatility than those big adventure bikes, um, and we will probably see a bit of a migration as the the smaller adventure bikes become a lot more capable. You know, as engineering improvements change across the world in terms of all engine production, and uh, you know you can you can add more tank capacity, you can take weight off the bike in terms of, you know, chassis setup and, and, and the engine components and, and drivetrain components that go in and still get a really comfortable long distance ride. I mean, I did a ride, <clears throat> when was it, on Sunday with uh, with some friends and unfortunately I was out of six bikes, the only non-German bike. Um, and uh, they were all larger capacity bikes than I was riding and, you know, on a 300k round trip ride, I at not any point in that ride um, was I uncomfortable, left wanting for power, um, and uh, you know affected by wind or whatever it might have been. It was just you know you start to question whether bigger is better, and um, and I do see you know certainly with our competitors bringing out some really really good product in that midweight um, adventure bike segment, and you know with us I believe having a winner as well, which you know. Again, it's been a while, you know, the previous 800 um, was around for a long time and it, 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 was, it was well overdue for a change. And uh, I think it now brings us back into that segment in a really strong way. The incredible thing about a bike like the Tiger 900 is that, you know, if you did want to do dirt, you could pretty much ride it like a dirt bike. And um, your even the GT Pro, you know, as the more road biased version, it it's it's got an off-road mode. Um, it's it's capable on dirt. It's safe on dirt. Um, you know, but you wouldn't take it on a on a on a long adventure trip. You would literally, you know, maybe a few, you know, 10, 20 kilometers of dirt to a destination is fine. But the majority of that ride being on top, I think that, you know, we've looked at both in terms of which we believe would be the biggest seller for us. And the Rally Pro is clearly the um, the winner so far. Um, and uh, I suppose it's also maybe a South African thing that, you know, we want to know we can, even though we're not going to. Uh, can we talk about price and availability of of the um, motorcycles? Yeah. Uh, the GT Pro, we sold that for 215000 215, 
and the Rally Pro is at 229,000. Um, look, there is a lot more spec on the Rally Pro, and uh, so hence the price differential on the two bikes. Um, the uh, the availability initially, we, you know, I, I, I was pretty much my team spoke me into bringing out the GT Pro. We were going to focus primarily on the Rally Pro, and I think rightfully so. The guys reckoned, you know, we should we should be looking at the GT Pro for a couple of reasons. Number one, a lot of people aren't going to do dirt riding, and number two, it, it is a slightly lower bike. It's about 40 mil lower on the standard seat height. So it gives you know more accessibility to either shorter riders, female riders, etc. That you know are, are not looking for a really tall adventure bike. In saying that, the um, the Rally Pro does with the, with the long travel on the suspension, it does settle quite nicely. So we found that a lot of our shorter riders were not you know were nervous about looking at the at the Rally Pro as an option and. Uh, have actually settled into it quite nicely because it, it actually sits quite it set, settles quite nicely and gives you you know a fair amount of foot control on the ground. Um, so based on our initial kind of ordering pattern, that we, we're bringing in probably 80% Rally Pro versus 20% GT Pro. So we've got a fair weight on the GT Pros, but the availability on the Rally Pro is. Um, you know, probably within a month, one can get a bike. You know, we do. We just bought in a shipment now. Fifty percent of that shipment sold, and we're obviously busy working on the balance. Um, so, getting a bike, you know, within you know a few weeks to a month, we've got shipments on the water all the time. So, I've got another shipment of Rally Pros that arrive at the end of this month again. So, we're keeping it moving in in accordance with where we believe the current demand is, and there is availability. Any any future uh, plans or interesting develops uh, developments that you feel you want to share with us? Yeah, look, look, the motorcycle market is um, oh, look. We've had an unusual year this year with obviously you know losing a few months of trading. Um, so yeah, we've seen a progressive shrink to probably the motorcycle market of, of I'm talking about you know the market that we compete in, which is primarily the the, the larger motorcycle market, 500 cc and above. Um, in that segment that we that we operate in, we've seen probably over you know over the last four years a fifty percent reduction in the volume in that market, um, which has you know led to some brands looking to consolidate, which is probably not a bad idea. Um, and uh, you know we've operated since we took over the brand for the, in in the last two years, we've operated from one location in Johannesburg. Um, and distributed nationally and had service centers nationally as well to do, you know, look after our product in, 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 in various major cities. Um, something I've been working on for almost a year with the UK is basically getting our second location open, which we managed to achieve on the 1st of August when we opened Triumph in Cape Town, which is, uh, you know, has proven to be um, long overdue. Um, you know the timing's never right. You know one has to question whether the timing's you know right now, coming out of out of COVID lockdown, um, with the strain on the on the current economy. But I do believe that the the market in Cape Town is is sufficient for us to be able to justify being there. And uh, we've opened a, a really really nice store in the in the centre of town in Cape Town in Batencraft Street, which uh, you know hopefully you'll pop in and visit soon as well. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where we are. The, the, the 
plan originally when we took on the brand was first Johannesburg, second Cape Town, and then third uh, Pretoria. Pretoria is still something that we're looking at, but I, you know, I can't make any commitments on that at this stage. We, we've got a question whether we can service the whole of Gauteng out of Johannesburg or we need to broaden that footprint, which is something you know that's on the table for consideration.